you know, uh, last night we <clears throat> last night we talked at the beginning about the matter of vision, and uh, and I, I just wanted to come back to this point again because you know, brothers and sisters, again, unless I see. And, and again, it doesn't have to be 100%. Although 100% would be, the devil would be shaking in his boots because his days would definitely be numbered. But, you know, that if we, if we really saw this thing so that it controlled the way we lived and served, then the Lord would have something. I had the exact same words in my mind as you did, Carrie. This thing that what we have here is, is actually just the life and service of Brother Lee from his initial life turn to the Lord in the, in the early 30s all the way to 97. And, and it culminated in this matter of the vital groups. Uh, Let me not get ahead of myself, but uh, I I don't know what to say, saints, but uh, I just, we need to pray, Lord, show me. Show me. Just like we have to pray, Lord, make me alive. I, I need to be alive. Nobody else, I need to be alive. You know, he said, and I, I believe he said this more than once, but, the, the, well, he said it once regarding the divided groups, and, and I think once regarding the God-ordained way, that the God-ordained way begins by each one of us being revived. It's an individual matter. And this is, you know, on a personal level, this is the point of attack. The enemy is attacking this point because... If you're not alive, you have no fuel to do the things you need to do. I was behind a car today, and uh, this pickup truck, and the, this bumper sticker said, spend a little time with God today. It's a good bumper sticker. And, I, you know, I just said, oh, Lord Jesus, Amen. spend a little time right here. Uh, you know, uh, this matter of life, it, the God-ordained way is intrinsically a way of life. We have to see this. And in the same way that I have to see that the God-ordained way is a, a way of life that depends on me personally entering into it, I have to see the culmination of the service which culminated in the vital groups. I mean, that's where Brother Lee ended. This is where he ended. You know, you, you know, in the God-ordained way era, he said, uh, you know, he said, we're, we're, what, was the, what was the title of, uh, in the FTTT, full-time training Taipei, it says the, a training uh, of life and service. Yeah, it was a training of life and service. Well, that ended up in living and active, you know, okay? And, uh, 
you know, brothers and sisters, this, this whole matter of vision, uh, you know, there's a verse. If uh, You can turn to it if you'd like, or I can read it to you. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Uh, You know, Paul said, because we do not regard the things which are seen, but we regard the things that are not seen. But he sees them, but somehow he doesn't see them. He, he has a regard for the things that aren't seen, not the, for the things that are seen. You know, brothers and sisters, you know, we mentioned last night this matter of vision will, will keep you personally directed properly. And it will, secondly, it will safeguard you from deviation. Uh, uh, you know, and, you know, the next line of that says, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And, you know, brothers and sisters, it is so easy if you don't have a vision, it is so easy for the things that are visible and temporary to daunt your progress. You know what I'm saying? That, that's why I made this example last night of Brother Lee going to Taipei. And he didn't care what the appearance of things were. It did not matter to him. That's why I, I t- t- said this thing about landing on a tundra, landing in Siberia and rolling out the John Deere tractor. I mean, you just don't care that there's, that there's a permafrost. That, that, that the ground has been frozen for centuries. It makes no difference. If you have a vision. And vision requires me to see. You know, Brother Lee said, I think the clearest things he said regarding vision, and I've mentioned this before in two books. One is Elder's Training Book 3, and the other one, is the triune God's vision and his move. And these two books are about 10 years apart, and they echo each other. Clearly, uh, the same thought is in these two books. And Bradley said that vision comes out of realizing what the crucial components are. You need to see the components that are crucial. Not see, you know, it's, it's easy for us to get lost in the, in the, moran- in the, the great number of points. You know, when you go over the, the vital group books, it is so easy to get lost. Yeah. It's really easy to get lost. And, and you end up picking up things that are somewhat according to your liking, your disposition, that, that suits you, and you pick up this part, and you say, this is the God-ordained way. This is the vital groups. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, the sisters would say, see... 
We have to love one another. And Carrie would say, oh, we got to work, work, work. You know, <laughs> purpose. Remember this. It's the purpose, the purpose of the vital groups, you know. Well, it's just according, you know. And, and so we have to kind of raise ourselves up to see what is crucial, what are the crucial items regarding the God-ordained way. And then, Bradley said, then you have to take those crucial items and put them together, and that is vision. You know, uh, I, I do believe, you know, you get into it, just like Carrie said, you get into this and you realize this whole matter of the vital groups follows the pattern of Brother Lee's life. It, met, it mirrors the steps that the Lord led him through from beginning. We'll get to that in a minute. But, but I would just ask of the saints, we, we need to get into these points, get into these quotes, get, get into the verses and consider these things. You know, I beg some of you, we have to do this so that we can be calibrated and we can calibrate, help calibrate others. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that the Lord could have a way among us as a, as a group of people. This, this thing, like I mentioned last night, when you read Practical Points on Blending, you realize, and, and those quotes from that, that month of May in 1994... You read these things and you realize how much Brother Lee was into this thought and this burden. And like the quote that Carrie read tonight, you know, he, he, he prayed that the Lord would give him the stress of the body of Christ and the life of the body of Christ. Why then did he say, point two, the reality of the life of the body of Christ? I mean, he just wants to Underline exclamation point. You know, that this thing needs to be with us. And then point three was that, that he would have such a life. The, the, this matter, and I, I, you know, again, there's so many points. Uh, we can do what we can do these three evenings. But, but I, I just would ask you, you get into the things and consider them. And I've met numbers of saints that have been into these things. And I would say their, their view and their life is different. You know what I'm saying? They are not, they are not held by what is temporary and visible. The Lord needs this. The Lord needs some to be free of what is temporary and free from what is visible. We have to operate in this realm of faith. You know, Paul said, I believe, therefore I speak. And having the same spirit of faith, that's in the same chapter, chapter 4, 2 Corinthians 4. You know, uh, anyway. And then chapter 5, for we walk by faith, not by appearance, not by what appears. You know, that's, that's verse 7. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, so that, that's the first thing, this matter of, of vision. And 
just to mention, you know, the things we're talking about tonight, please don't take these as a set of do's. You know, this is what we do. These are principles that have come out of uh, 70 years of Brother Lee's experience, okay? And, and these are principles not to strap us into something, but to be a guide to us, and we apply them based on our situation. Uh, you, you know, it's so easy with this whole man of the God-ordained way. We lived through this. Those of us that were young there in those days, and, you know, we were in our 30s, and, uh, which is still very green and very young. I, I wouldn't even, I don't know if I was awake before I was 25, you know. Uh, and I surely wasn't too smart in my 30s. And, uh, you know, but we, we took what Brother Lee said, and it became clubs in our hands. We, we beat each other with these things. You know, this is not the point. And Brother Lee tried to help us. You know, he said, don't insist on things. Don't resist others' feeling. Learn to be one. You know, he, he spent so much time on, on this matter. Uh, Last chapter of speaking Christ for the building up of the body of Christ is, is full of this kind of exhortation. You know, that was the first training in the USA that was held downstairs in Irving in the spring of 1988. That series of messages was given by Brother Lee for, in a two-week training here that commenced the full-time training in America. And he ended that series of training, that series of messages with, don't insist, don't resist, don't impose, don't oppose because we were full of this kind of activity. And it, it, was, it was wreaking havoc in the Lord's recovery. So please, this is not dogmatic. These are not dogmatic things. These are principles. But we're wise if we assimilate this thought and, and labor based on the view, uh, but according to our real situation. You with me? You know, Brother said this. He said this, this was a great line. And he said this numerous times. He says, the first thing to do regarding the God-ordained way is to measure your strength. Have you ever heard that? I've mentioned it before, but he said you have to measure your strength. In other words, where each one of us is is a different situation. You know, a mother with three children, she has to measure her strength. That's the environment she is in and in which she applies these principles. You with me? Everybody here? Oh, Lord Jesus. Uh, I know you had a long day today. I can see it in your eyes. Okay. Uh, but, but these are principles for us to apply based on where, where we are personally. In our situation, I felt that was such a releasing word. First thing is to measure your strength. And, and you know, brothers and sisters, the vital group is the place to carry out your burden. That's, that's the place. Uh, because you are not alone. But hopefully, like Carrie shared, you are with people that, that you have passed through this kind of experience. You know, I just want to make sure, I think we all realize, but 
the fellowship with the Lord individually is a fellowship just of life between myself and the Lord for my enlightenment, my, my, my loving the Lord, my coming to Him, my tasting that his, his, He's sweeter than wine. You know, this second fellowship is a fellowship among the members to know one another. You know, you can't, it's hard to love people and it's absolutely impossible to care for people unless you know where they are. But over time, you're with this group of saints and you fellowship and you get to know one another like we talked about last night. You get to know all their kids' names. And, and then, based on that knowing, you can pray the prayer of, of the shepherding care for that, for that person. You know, uh, the, the saint in your group that, that, that is in need of some, some shepherding you, 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 or some specific care. Maybe not spiritual shepherding, but just practical care. Uh, and there's a way in a group for that to be handled without an odious task being an odious task. You know, uh, I, this brother told me one time, he's an elder, uh, He said, uh, uh, and he's an elder way before, you know, any of us. He said, in the Church Life Hotel, the elders room has no beds. It only has telephones. The other saints have beds, but, but the elders room has only telephones. And, uh, you know, it's odious that, that a group of five or six elders have to take care of all the needs but that's the system we built. That's what we read. We had a hall-centered church life, and we would see each other once a week, and, you know, it's great. And, uh, but if you get into day by day and house to house, that whole situation changes. And when there's a need to move, you know, physically move, a saint needs to move, they, they've got a built-in moving crew. If someone gets sick, they got a built-in, you know, uh, meal preparation group. And it's not odious. And, and that's just on the living side. That's on the, the nest side. Then, on the, on the active side, you know, this fellowship here is not neither fellowship with the Lord for light, nor is it fellowship to know one another, but it's fellowship where we, based on our, on our activity and our touching new ones and our burden for new ones, we fellowship with one another what the need is. And it's, the, the quotes are here. And, we, and then we pray. And this prayer is not the same as that prayer, nor is it the same as that prayer. The first prayer is a prayer. It's a prayer life. It's, it's, a con, it, it's a conversation with the Lord during the day. It's a being one with the Lord in prayer during the day. This prayer, is a, the second prayer, is a prayer of, based on the fellowship, it's a prayer to care for these saints. And then this prayer is a prayer based on this fellowship regarding the new ones to pray them through. You know, we got a lot of help from, from the brothers in Austin about the, taking these small steps prayers, these little baby steps to, to, 
Well, that prayer is based on this fellowship. And then based on these two things, surely we have a feeling. Surely there's a feeling that rises up in, in your being. And, and this, isn't, this isn't the brothers have a feeling, but we are all there together as a group coordinating. And the sisters have a feeling about so-and-so. And, and you know, uh, anyway, we just have to be sensitive to one another and allow there to be an atmosphere among us where this kind of coordination, this kind of fellowship can take place. And the Lord can move. You know, if you agree on earth, if you all agree on earth, something is going to transpire. The Lord is going to do something. And, and I believe you all on the teams have, have witnessed this. You know, I was talking to Paul White from New Zealand one time, and he told me, brother, it's like the book of Acts. It's just un- miracles are happening. He told me some accounts. It was mind-boggling. You know, it was mind-boggling, the things. Uh, they were praying. They prayed for this one young man because he was kind of wavering in and out, in and out. And, and this young man uh, was walking down the street, down this boulevard, and he told the Lord, he said, what is this church? What's the church? And he said, Lord, if, if, if this is of you, have somebody stop and pick me up and have them offer me a recovery version. <laughs> and, and right then, some saints were driving by and the young brother in the car told his dad, oh, that's so-and-so from campus. And so they turned, and right as he finished praying, the car pulled up. And they said, would you like a ride? How about that? So he got in the car, and they talked, and they took him home. And, and he got out of the car to leave, and, and as he was about to leave, the dad said, oh, listen, do you have one of these? How about, how about some of those kind of experiences? <laughs> Rather than, woe is me, and I'm a terrible Christian, get into this. You know, Brother Lee said, you're not worthy of your own sympathy. You're not, why, 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 why are you sympathetic toward yourself? You're not, you're not, you're not worthy of it. You're not worthy. Don't, don't worry about it. Get into this fellowship. Get into that fellowship and get into that fellowship and your life will be a happy life. You want to be a happy life? You want to have a happy life? I want to have a, I want to have a happy life. Right? Okay. That, that's this. That's what's, what, what we see here. Uh, uh, yeah. Let me just back up a second. You know, uh, early on in the God Ordained Way series, Brother Lee said that that the recovery has been noted for two things, high vision and strong practice. And the, this, this little word, high vision and strong practice, really characterizes the Lord's recovery. The, the word is open, has been by God's mercy, opened to us and among us in a way I mean, I, I'm not, it's not because my name's on the phone list and, uh, you know, and, and I'm a member of the, the church that I believe this, but logically, rationally, 
observing the situation in Christianity, knowing somewhat what's out there, the Lord's recovery is in a different universe. I, I mean, it, it's... It, I mean, it's not, we're not in a different la- rung of the ladder. I mean, we're in a different world. I mean, all the things are out there. This matter, from Brother Nee's early days, the word has been opened among us in such a marvelous way. And then in addition to that, the Lord gave Brother Nee and then Brotherly followed to realize this thing is worthless if it's not practical. So, so we have to have a, not only a high vision, but we need a strong practice. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned this before, but you could say Brother Lee's Christian life really began in that period of time, 1931, 1932. What happened in that, those months, the whole, the whole uh, view of what happened in those months are this living side. He personally, I would, I would encourage you, uh, hey, Dave, can you remember where that quote is in the 1963 series of messages, you remember? You know, the, the one that's real good on, on going up to the mountain. I think you got it in your Palm Pilot. But, uh, but that, is the, that is a top quote on this matter of his mountain experience. It brings, it, you cry when you read it. Uh, this is a marvelous... Oh, you got it? Yeah, it's right on the Oh, really? Okay. Oh, oh, collected words. There it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, he says down in there, Lord, be merciful to me. There must be something wrong with me. Week after week, I attend Christian meetings, study the word and pray. This is under Roman numeral seven. Uh, but I'm still so dead and weak. And for many years, I have not brought one soul to you. When I cried out in this way, the Holy Spirit flooded through me like a mighty tide. I realized that I was sinful, dirty, rebellious. I cannot describe how I felt at that time. I simply prostrated myself on the ground and told the Lord, Lord, I am sinful. I am the most sinful person in the whole world. As I confessed to the Lord in this way, tears came down my face. Later, as I was on my way down the mountain, I was filled with happiness, joy, peace, and a heavenly feeling. At that time, I did not know where I was. I could not tell if I was in the heavens or on the earth. From that day on, for more than seven months, I rose up early every morning and went to the mountain. Day by day, I went up to the mountain to pray to the Lord in a living way. You know, what, what, we, have, uh, what we have in this... Uh, uh, in this matter of, of practice, you know, high vision and strong practice, what we have in this matter of practice is, you, you could say, begins with this 1931-1932 experience and runs all the way to the end of his ministry, 1996 and 1997. Uh, and, you know... Uh, 
and, and it, it encapsulates the, 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 all the things he learned. And the issue was the vital groups. On the, on the, that's the practice side. On the vision side, you know, brothers and sisters, if you go back and look at Brother Lee's ministry in 1996, just take that year and look at what he unleashed in 1996, it is, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's the, the, the you know, organic salvation, judicial redemption. Uh, I believe the three tabernacles was then too. Incorporation. Uh, what else? There was, a, I, I believe, a, a, the crystallization of John. Uh, I mean, so much got released. And then the vital group... Uh, uh, messages to the full-timers in the fall of 1996. All the, the openings. Go back and look at all the conferences and trainings that he did. It's, it's unimaginable. Okay, this is, the, this is the high vision. He ended with the, the vision of the age. And he o- opened that to us. You know, this matter of, the, of uh, God becoming man to make man God in life and nature, not in the Godhead. You know, when he first opened this matter, which was in, uh, let's see, that was, that was the fall of 1994. When he first opened this matter uh, to the uh, saints in Anaheim, he said, I've had this thing in me for, for a long time, but I've never had the liberty to open this matter. But this has been in me. This this word. It's too much. That, you know, those two crystallization of Romans books, fall of 94 and spring of 95, it's really tops on this matter of God becoming man to make man God in life, nature, but not in the Godhead. I mean, it opens it in such a way. Okay, my, my whole point of this is, you know, he said, when he began the God-ordained way, to back up to what I said originally, when he began this God-ordained way matter, he said that the Lord's recovery is characterized by a high vision and strong practice. We have to be impressed, brothers and sisters, that the high vision ended with the God-man living for the producing of the reality of the body of Christ. That, that's... That's where we, you know, that's where we ended up. Well, complementing that, we ended up with the vital groups as the Zion of God and the place for the perfecting of the overcomers. You know, I mean, this, this was his view. That, that, was, that was his view. And, and we have to be afraid. I, I need to swallow this thing. May, may I just take it all in? And may, may I pick up the crucial parts and see a vision out of it? You, you know, once, once you see an overview of something, then everything falls in its place. Everything makes sense. You, you with me? You know, when you see the outline of something, this is like the pattern that... that that uh, Moses saw on the hill regarding uh, the tabernacle. You know, he said, remember the pattern, do according to the pattern that you saw. 
We need to see this kind of panoramic view. This view will capture you. And this view will keep you going in spite of what it looks like on the ground. And sometimes it gets, it gets bleak. Uh, uh, yeah, Brian, I'm sorry. Your name? Yeah, Mike, Mike Finbison, sorry. You know, Mike, you, just, you went to San Antonio here. I mean, I don't know what happened in San Antonio when you first got there. But I would guess that, that if you looked at what was temporary and visible, you maybe not got that encouraged. Is that, that's probably true. And, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, we went down to Austin and we got, you know, we were in the, the, the uh, apprenticeship. And so, you know, I've said this before, we, we left the USS Enterprise, nuclear-powered, F-16s flying, Tomcats, and we got into a rowboat. And, and we, we trudged off. And, uh, and, you know, it's, what are you going to live by? And I, I, to, I had to tell the sisters this year, too, don't live by what you see. You know, and, uh, and, and the brothers, you know, uh, you know, don't, don't live. We don't, we don't live by what we see. Uh, we have to live. We have to realize God is working. And I'm one with God, and I'm in his hand. And the things that happen to me are not coincidence chance, bad luck, it's all God. And if we see that accordingly, if we see that properly, then the Lord can have a way to really gain us in, this, in the midst of this thing. You know, not only the team, this is the marvelous thing, not only the team can experience this, but the saints in the vital groups can enter into this experience because eventually this whole thing of living and active is not a team matter. This is a church matter. It just happens that the team is part of the church and it's a functioning unit in the church, just like all the vital groups are functioning units in the church. But, you know, brothers and sisters, where, where will you have the opportunity to learn who you really are? And that's in a positive way and a negative way. You know, where? You know, I've mentioned this to the saints in the past. I have no problem being one with Andrew Yu. You know why? Because he lives 1,800 miles away. Right? And I'm not saying I would or there's some problem with him. There's a problem with me, you know. But I have no problem with Andrew Yu. I love the way he shares. My marvelous. Great. This is just great. And uh, take notes. But, but when I, you know, the crossing bar, you know, it doesn't cross this plank and this plank. You know, it only crosses the planks that are next to each other. And the crossing bar represents the crossing spirit. You know, you know the, 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 the brotherly always uses this verse, uh, Ephesians 4.3, related to that, that in Exodus. He always links Ephesians 4.3 with, with Exodus on, on the crossing bar because it says, 
Yeah, keeping the unity, keeping the oneness of the Spirit in the uniting bond of peace. And you know, peace has a history in Ephesians. The first mentioning of the word peace in Ephesians is in chapter 2. And, and there, he made peace on the cross. He is our peace in resurrection. And in resurrection, in the body, he preaches peace. And all these peace, these different pieces, all these different pieces are... Sorry. Ayah. Uh, let me see if I can turn this thing off. Uh, well, anyway, uh, sorry. And all these different pieces are just the issue of the cross. You know, there's nothing more peaceful than a dead person. They say, "Rest in peace." <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, they, they might be, uh, you know, Peace Memorial Park or something. You know, where all the graves are, and nobody's mad with anybody. Nobody's upset. Nobody's vying. They're all dead, you know. And uh, the, the crossing bar becomes the bond of peace. And brothers and sisters, if I have a call-centered church life, it's easy to slip out of that bar. It's easy to get away from that bar. But if, if, I'm, if I'm in this kind of situation really hard. Uh, You know, something sweet and real comes out of coordination. You know, I I watch the brothers in Austin from afar, and I just marvel. Wow, what a coordination. Marvelous. I'm not there, though. I don't really know what's going on. But if, if they're normal Christians, they've got pipes running through them. You know, they've got bars crossing them out. To me, it appears like it's all heavenly and sweet and no problem. No problem. There's no problems there. But I'm sure there's got to be some problem because we're human, right? And, and so where will we as saints in the church, where will we experience the body of Christ? Where am I going to experience the body of Christ in both the life side and the service side. His whole burden is to train us how to be a Christian in life and service. And just like we shared in the past, the two things that the Lord judges you on, according to Matthew 24 and 25, the things that he, he, he judges you on are what? Those two things. Do you have oil? And what did you do with the talents that you had? Life and service. Our, our entry into the kingdom will depend, brothers and sisters, on where we are regarding life and where we are regarding service. And where, where am I practically going to touch the body of Christ? The reality of the life of the body of Christ. Where am I going to touch that? I'm going to touch that in a group of saints who are, we've been brought into the same mind, we've, we've prayed through, and there's a measure of love among us. And there's a measure of regard. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, 
you know, this is a marvelous thing. And we serve together. You know, there's two books in the New Testament. One is 1 Corinthians and one is Philippians. 1 Corinthians is the, the deplorable church and Philippians is the exemplary church. And, you know, 1 Corinthians is full of problems and it's all the flesh, basically. And he calls them not just fleshly, but even fleshy. You know, you slice them and it's flesh, right? It's not just fleshly, they're, they're like the flesh, but they're fleshy. You know, they, they're not like the flesh, they are the flesh. Okay, you know, in, in, in 1 Corinthians, there's not that much mention about the Lord's service. There's not that much mention about the Lord's service. Okay, when you get to Philippians, that's full of serving the Lord. And you know what else it's full of? It's full of the mind. Go back. It's full of the mind. It's full of opinions. You know, odious and syntiki. I beg you, you know, take care of these ones. They're my yoke fellows, but they're gouging each other's eyes out. Okay. Now, now the ones, the ones in 1 Corinthians, oh, serve the Lord. Yeah, okay, good, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good, however you want to do it. Yeah, no problem. Because I could care less. Right? I'm, 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 I'm thinking about it. I'm suing people. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm heading to the temple to get the, the, the hors d'oeuvres, you know. Right? So, you know, but... but but when it comes to serving the Lord, the top church, this is, you know, that's the church where Luke was. I don't know if you noticed. Watch, watch in Acts. Watch where the we's start and stop. And they start and stop in, in, F, in uh, Philippian, Philippi. So after Philippi, it says, and they. Before Philippi, it says we. And then when he comes back and goes through Philippi, then it picks up we again. So you know, probably that's where Luke was from, you know, top church, supported the apostle, you know, sent for his need. Once again, my whole point is, is what is, you know, we can kind of handle things in this arena, but you start touching the Lord's service and everybody has a zillion opinions. Go back and look at Philippians. How much does he touch the unrenewed mind, right? I mean, it's repeated. Have this mind, which was in Christ, to be lowly. What's that mean? Pay attention. You know, you're not lowly. That's what he's telling them. You know, you're you're vying with one another. You're not to show each other honor, but the but to you know be be the the star. Okay. So uh, anyway. You know, where, where will we have these kind of experiences that perfect us? It's in the Vata group. All that is attainable. Now, again, like we said last night, if you're not there, don't worry about it. Be where you are, but keep the pattern before you. You know, somebody, some hear this kind of word and they go, oh, no. Please, you're taking it the wrong way. If you say, oh, no, you're taking it the wrong way. We need to see the thing 
and see the principle and be convinced about the thing. And, and in time, let the Lord work this thing out among us. And if you happen to be in, in your home meeting once a week and that's, that's what you can do, marvelous. It's great. It's better than not having your home open, you know. Okay. <clears throat> My. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I just would echo what, what uh, Carrie said about this thing about it's the, the vital group. When you see this kind of pattern, 1932, 1942, living and active, and then uh, w- when you see this kind of thing, you realize that what the, he ended up at the vital groups, excuse me, as an issue of, of a long life of serving the Lord. And it wasn't that he just thought of those words the night before he gave that message. But these things have been clearly in him. You know, he said regarding Chi Fu that that was his first great success. You know, he said he had a number of real successes, you know, in the Lord's service. And that was the first one. And that was the only one in which he was a leading one in the church. The other successes, he was a co-worker. He was, he was functioning apostolically. But here in Chifu, he was functioning as an elder in the church. That should say something to us. How do we take the church on? And how do you measure success? He said it was a great success. The underpinnings for this success and the revival that took place in Chifu after 1942, the, 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 that was due to the, what was undergirding that thing, which was the whole matter of living and active in a group. And that Monday fellowship, you know, he, they met at the beginning, they met every Monday from 8 a.m. To, to 2 or 3 p.m., brothers and sisters, and they would fellowship. Those that were burdened, they would fellowship over all the, uh, all the ones they're burdened for and the meetings and what they should do and who should go visit this one and what the need is. And that, this thought that's here comes up repeatedly in Brother Lee's ministry over and over and over again. In the 1960s, uh, later on in ministry uh, that he gave in Chinese, and surely in the God-ordained way it, it comes up. And there's real lessons they learned about. And then you got some of the quotes in here. There's real lessons that they learned about being sensitive to one another and, the, and, the, and being sensitive to the spirit of the Lord within the other saints. I mean, you know, brothers and sisters, that, that is the cross. That's the uniting bond of peace. You know, uh, uh, you know, so, you know, when, when you take when you take last night's outline and tonight's outline, you know, you've got all these points. Uh, 
the God-ordained way is intrinsically a way of life. That's the first point. The second point is that the vital group is a blended group. You know, it's not scattered individuals, but it is a group of this much and thorough prayer which comes out of of an intimate fellowship with one another. You know, uh, the blended group is really what the Lord needs to make a cake, you know, a loaf uh, that, that wreaks havoc in the enemy and, and produces something for the coming of the kingdom of Christ. Uh, you know, then these three matters, these characteristics, just like uh, Carrie said, these three words... The, the purpose, nature, and condition. We need to get into the thought of those things, you know, because that, plus this matter of living and active, what vital is, really is the framework for everything. That is, it's, it's a skeleton, it's the vision, it's the outline of upon which everything else hangs. You know, you take those five words, and you go back and read all the, all the vital group books, and and it you just you can just pigeonhole it. It's here, there, that goes here, that goes there. Okay, uh, so uh, so that on on today's message, vital group is living and active, and now finally in Roman numeral six, we finally get to doing, but doing is way down the list. It's Roman numeral six. You know, our, our old thought regarding the God-ordained way is, yeah, I know the God-ordained way, four steps. Beginning, nursing, perfecting, prophesying. I, I know that. Building. But, but in actuality, there's all this other, these other things that are the basic principles that we need to, to see and, and experience. You know, it's, it's a way of life, firstly. It's a blended group. It's living and active. It's at these certain characteristics. Then, you know, because a vital group is living and active, and because it has these three characteristics, then it can do something. It cannot do zip. It can't do anything if those first things aren't there. But because it, it is intrinsically a way of life, it's a blended group. It has certain characteristics characteristics and it it and because of all that it is vital living and active then it you can do something doing comes out of that's the proper doing and and go back and read the vital group books brother said don't go out and do anything until you have this thing established you know later he said enough get out of here go you know because he felt we had enough time, you know, and so he was, the other shoe dropped, you know, which was, you need to be active, you know. Uh, but, but it was very sweet, the way, the way the uh, brotherly shared these things with us. So you, it does four things, begets, nourishes, perfects, and builds. But it does these four things in a group setting. And, and sisters with children, that's where you can be fully released. You know, you're in a vital, you're in a group meeting uh, and, you know, may, your, your group is having a home meeting with all kinds of new ones coming. What a place. 
Now you go, you take your kids. I watched it in Austin. Go, you take your kids. They run around the house. And, and then the wife, the mother, is there on the couch or next to a new one in a chair. And, and she can impart something to that sister, young sister, that none of the young single sister full-timers, sorry, you just, you, there's not enough rings on your tree. You know, eventually you'll have lots of rings, you know, more rings than you care to count. Uh, but, but those are valuable rings. You know, I used to say, give me, give me 50 mature sisters and we'll take the earth. You know, there's something about an older sister that has passed through many things, raised children, lived in the church life. I mean, it's like, it's like gold. It's like a rock. It's worth something. It's worth something to God. You know, these are the mothers of Israel. You know, this is a mother in Israel. And uh, sisters, don't, don't, dis- don't exclude yourself. I have no function. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I've got three kids. What am I going to do? Yeah, if, if you take the old model, you're not going to do much. But you take this way, there, there is a way for you to fully be released. And you have some feeling about thing. And you can share. You can coordinate. You know, you can be, be part of the, the service. It's wonderful. According to what? According to your real situation, measure your strength first. According to your real situation. Now, you know, you know, I tell my wife, I feel weak today. I say, I don't have any muscles left. And she said, no, no, you've got some muscles left, you know. So we think spiritually, I have no muscles left. Well, no, that's not true. You've got some. Don't, 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 don't take the excuse. You've got some. And you can do something with what you have in the right environment. And this is the right environment. Uh, you know, th- this matter of... of Chifu in 1932, uh, you know, this whole experience of Brother Lee's, which wasn't just him getting revived, but it was also him gaining a, a companion and then companions. You know, this, this scene, it produced a living person and it produced real and living companions. You know, uh, and in 1942, those living people became one another's co-workers. So, you know, this, this thing gets us companions and co-workers. Right? You know, if we're, if we're living, we'll end up with companions. You know, because the Lord will bless, the Lord will give us some to, to be blended with. And you with me? And, and then in the service, we have a real way to be exercised, to serve the Lord together. And, and now your companions have become your what? Your co-workers. So your companions have become your co-workers. And, uh, you know, let me just say one word. You know, I, I just... You know, uh, uh, 
you know, uh, brother, you know, brother Lee shared about the vital groups, and he used this matter of companion. You know, you need to find a companion. But I, I just, you know, we need to realize that the goal isn't a companion, but the goal is companions. You know, because eventually, in, in a short order, there was a number there meeting with him in Chifu. You know, this, if it's just me and somebody else, it's easy for that thing to, you know, not be healthy. We need all kinds of people, uh, you know. Uh, and, you know, in, 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 the, in the coordination, you need different kinds of people. You know, uh, you know, Don Looper used to say, uh, what was that? Uh, we need every kind of full-timer. We need naughty ones, super ones, unsuper ones, you know, every kind. You, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you may get frustrated with a certain person and, and you think, what am I doing with this person? Well, the Lord needs every kind of person. That was a re- real releasing word when I heard that from Don. You with me? We need every kind of, you know, don't disqualify anybody. We need every kind of, of, uh, of person. And these ones can become our companions and our, and our co-workers. But, you know, just, just this one thing, we... You know, we need to realize that I need to find a companion, but then we need to find more. And, and it, is by, it is by these ones that we touch being brought into these things that eventually what happens is, is that they, the new ones, get perfected. You remember, we don't have the outline here, but the outline that Brother Lee made for the brothers in Dallas... Yeah, but it was you and Phil, right? Huh? It was you and Phil. Okay. But, okay, Texas. Amen. Say it so it's to us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, so, you know, he went in that outline, he went through the whole sequence of development of being revived, finding a companion, gaining others, and then the new ones coming in. And, and then they learning to have this kind of fellowship, this kind of fellowship, and this kind of fellowship. It's very clear in that outline. And, and it, saints, it is as, this is a really key point, it is as the new ones and the ones we're caring for are brought into the heart of the group that they really get perfected. That's how they get perfected. I, I've seen it. We've seen it, right? You know, we, we've seen it plenty I was amazed in Austin, just some of these young brothers, you realize burden, they had cargo. These guys had cargo. They were burdened, and they were praying, and they, wow, how'd that happen? You know, what happened? What happened here? Well, they got incorporated into something. They got immersed into something. Okay, amen. Uh, Okay, you know, we've got a few minutes. Maybe we can have some sharing. I don't know how you feel.